Welcome to Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders, where we are relentless about helping small business owners get off the treadmill and make meaning too. I'm Sandy Corrigan, and we are going to dive into another conversation that helps us make more money in less time, get off the treadmill, and rehumanize every business leader by giving you your brain back. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Corrigan with another episode of Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders. And Chuck Blakeman, author of Making Money is Killing Your Business, is on the podcast. And we're doing a whole series of podcasts based on the book. But we're going to talk about being ambitiously lazy today. Oh, that just sounds great. Ambitiously lazy because I'm just done with working all the time. So, Chuck, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, the topic today is how to to uh, be ambitiously lazy by dual tracking. Most business owners are ambitious. Most of them have long incorporated the the most prevalent strategy in business. The, the number one st- business strategy is what we call uh, the wrong intention, but it's basically uh, the random hope strategy of business. The random, the random hope, hope strategy. Yeah, the random hope I strategy. Hope. <laughs> yeah, you don't you remember what we said earlier, you get what you intend, not what you hope for. But most people are out there just randomly hoping for stuff. And the way we do it, I did it for five businesses and not throwing stones. The way we way we do it is we do we say this to ourselves. I'm gonna work really hard. I'm gonna make me some money, and I hope something good happens as a result. But we don't pay attention to that third thing because we don't think we're in control. We, we can be in control of working hard and we might even control making a little bit of money, but we really don't know whether it's actually going to work out for us or not. We just kind of hope it will. That's backwards. And most of us spend our entire lives, not invest, but spend our entire lives working hard. We are very ambitious. And my suggestion would be that if you are a, if you're an income producer, you are working hard, you are you are simply ambitious. But if you are a business owner, if you've made that mindset shift and you see the world differently and you're building a business that makes money instead of you trying to make money, then you're going to be ambitiously lazy. And what we mean by that is work your I'm going to work really hard up front because I intend to not work so hard going forward and to build a business that will free me to do something else when I want to, even if it's start another business. We do that. The tactical tool for that is what we call dual tracking. We have to track in, in two ways. We have to take care of the tactical, the tyranny of the urgent, and we have to take care of the important. So the tyranny of the urgent is making money to pay my bills. The important is building a business that will make that money for me when I'm not around. So when I first started this business, three to five clubs, I, I had a lunch that I did called the Business Leaders Insight Lunch. I came and to we, that lunch. That's yes how you I did. met you. Exactly. <laughs> it was and awesome. We, it was every two every Tuesday for really more than four years. Uh, we did that. And if it wasn't Christmas or Thanksgiving, we had a Business Leaders Insight Lunch. We had 50, 75 people coming to lunch at one point. And we bought our own lunch at an expensive restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You <laughs> eat lunch anyway. So I shared business principles. Well, I could have just done that. If I'm thinking and being ambitious and I want to make money, then I'm going to have a lunch and I'm going to attract people to it and, and, and share things with them so they see that we have value. So they'll eventually buy something from me. Well, that's just, that's a treadmill. Now I'm on that treadmill the rest of my life. But if I'm thinking ambitiously lazy, I'm thinking, how do I use this lunch 
to not have to be so, uh, to work so hard down the road? Well, one thing most coaches and co consultants and business advisors don't do is think about having other people in their business because my business is unique. Nobody's as good as I am. They couldn't possibly share what I share with other business owners. Uh, I can give you, well, there's just no, there's no support for that argument. Well, Chuck, in fact, 12 years ago, if you'd done that, you would have sold books. Exactly. And you could have had some decent size speaking gigs and yep. consulting, but you would have been your own bottleneck, right? Like yeah, you the, would, the, you would be the income producer still on the treadmill. If that had been your intention, it would be a groundhog business. Every year would be the same. Every quarter would be the same every month, every week. It's just me getting up and making money. But I decided in my sixth business, I wanted to have freedom and you don't have freedom unless your business produces both time and money and you have the energy to do something about it. So, so I looked at this lunch and said, okay, then we got to do this differently. I'm going to use this lunch in, in both ways. I'm going to use it to attract customers because I need customers right now, our clients. And then I'm going to use it in a way that if, if and when somebody else joins me, they can use this to build their own business and ostensibly continue to build mine. Really simple. All I did, instead of just getting up front and talking, I did a, a handout, a simple half-page, one-page handout of what I was going to talk about. And then I did a, I took that and I expanded it into a leader's guide and said, here's, here's three things you want people to learn from this. If there's nothing else, you haven't learned these things and you might, I might give them some other anecdotes and that kind of stuff. But basically, I was, had a handout and a leader's guide. And then I held a little handheld recorder and I talked uh, so that that handheld recorder could pick up my voice. And now I have a leader's guide, a handout, and uh, a recording. And I had I have like 120 of those in a, can, in a can. Two weeks ago, somebody came to me and said, hey, I got this idea. One of the people working with us, I want to do a lunch like you used to do. What do you think of that? And I said, well, I think that's a great idea. And oh, by the way, I've got 120 of them in the can with leader's guides, handouts, and recordings. And you can use them if you want and do whatever you want with them and, and change them as you want. But they'll be great structure, great training. You'll see how I did it. Then you'll see you want to do it differently. That's dual tracking. Everything you're doing in business, you should be figuring out, how do I stop doing this? How do I get off the tre treadmill from this? How do I use this to make money now and make money later as well? It's not that hard to think in that way. I know that recently there was somebody I was working with who's really, really gifted at what they do. And it's been like 40 years doing it. And, you know, I was working with them and learning some things. And I said, you know, you, what are you going to do to duplicate yourself through other people? Which is basically what you're talking about, right? Like what processes, how could you certify someone? What kind of, how could you document everything you do so others could learn? Cause someday you're not going to be here. And this person really wants the work to continue. And the person just resisted and resisted and resisted no matter how many ways, you know, I came around it. And I think that one of the biggest mind shifts I see for business owners going from income producer to business owner, exactly what you're talking about is I have to realize someone else can really do this. In fact, some areas they might not do as well, but some areas they might actually succeed and excel at. And I learn something or I get better because of it. Right. But that ego piece has to leave the I'm the only one who can ever do it. And what have you seen over the years be the key to that for people, Chuck? I mean, do people just have to get tired out or, you know, what's one of the things that helps somebody really wake up and shift 
to yeah. be able to expand because this is an expansion idea, right? Well, for a good minority, if not a small majority, it is, I just have to come to the end of myself, but I would say I, my experience is that actually most people have never thought of this. Hmm. They just never thought of it. They had a factory job or they came from a factory world. They might've had a clerical or, 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 or administrative or, or white collar job in a company, but the, the job treated them just like they used to in the factories. Uh, before the factories, you made shoes whenever you felt like making shoes. You might do it 10 hours a day and you might take a break in the middle and kick a ball with your kid. And you might, you know, you just made shoes. You didn't think about, well, I make shoes from eight to five. But then you put them in a factory. We need, we got three shifts. We got to organize this thing. And now we got people working three shifts, uh, seven hour, eight hours each. And you have to show up at eight and leave at five. And that's your, or at four, whatever. And that's your shift. And we, we understand that we make money by being there and we don't make money for how many shoes we make or how well we make them. We make it for how long we stay in the business. We got 175 years of that legacy. And when we go out and start our own business, we just assume the only way to make more money is with more time. You have to have overtime to make more money. So I get paid for my time, not for my, my results. And, and it's just a mindset that we have that I can see sometimes when I've shared this with people, it's like, oh my goodness, I've never thought that I could actually take control of my destiny and make more money in less time. Let's do that. So a lot of times it's just hearing it and the light goes on. In some cases, it's the... Uh, nobody's as good as I am. The, you know, the, the, the bad case of the nobodies. Sometimes it's uh, pride of ownership. This is my baby. In some cases it's control issues, but most of the time it's just either I've, I, I don't know how to do this and I'm, I've come to the end of myself or I've never thought of it. So Chuck, if I'm a really business owner, uh, really um, uh, productive business owner, and I'm on that treadmill and I'm really busy, What's one or two things I could do to start dual tracking and being more intentional yeah. to build something to get to get to what you're talking about? Yeah, just ask this simple question. How how can I use what I'm doing right now, both strategically and tactically? How could I use this this thing right now to make money today and to put myself in a position where this thing will actually make me money in a different way later on? By, by training somebody else, by, by eventually getting a piece of software to replace what you're doing, by writing it down as a process so you can give it to somebody else, by uh, taking your lunches, anything you're doing and writing it down for other people to, to learn from so that they can, they can get there. You have to be thinking about how do I, how do I uh, create an environment where the business makes money without me? How do I use this activity, whatever it is, both to make money today and to figure out how to make money tomorrow. Before we leave, just what's one great story that you like to tell about a three to five club member and business owner who came in and did this and accomplished what you're talking about, went from sure. income producer to business owner and, and was able yeah. to. So Lyric Turner owns a staging company and Lyric was hanging pictures and driving trucks because that's what staging people do. And she had a little $200,000 a year business. And I don't know, make, I'm guessing she never told me, but I'm guessing she took home like 50,000. Um, and she moved from her, from Washington, D.C., where her business was to, to uh, uh, Denver, Colorado, because her husband got a fancy job out here with a big company. And uh, we were talking the first week she got here and she was shutting down her business. So she still had uh, properties that were staged. And we talked about, well, why don't you just keep it open? And I think she looked at me like I had two heads. Because how do I do, do that from Denver? Right? Yeah, it's 2,000 miles away. Well, 
she 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 shifted the way she viewed her business. So again, that mindset. And she stopped driving trucks because she couldn't drive trucks. And she stopped hanging pictures and moving furniture because she couldn't. And she figured out how to get other people to do that. And now today, it's the largest staging business in all of Washington, D.C. It's a multi-million dollar business. And she runs it three days a week from Denver. Now she dual tracked. She was she 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 learned how to drive drive the truck and hang the pictures. But as she was doing that, she figured out how do I get somebody else to do that? And it's when that mindset shift comes to how do I train somebody else to do this or or get something else to do this. I want to make that point. You don't actually have to have people to get off the treadmill. We call that the Picasso method. Uh, that's in like chapter nine or ten of the book. We'll talk about fifteen or twenty different ways you can get off the treadmill. And people, yeah, hiring people is one of the the most classic. But there are a lot of ways to get off the treadmill as long as you dual track and figure out how do I how do I make money today is not your question. Is how do I build a business that makes money tomorrow? How do I use these activities to get me there? That's a great story. And I hear she started another business in D.C. all the way here from Denver. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> so thanks for listening today. This is another episode of Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders. And thanks, Chuck, for being on. And uh, if you want to come and see how this works in real life, we'd love to have you come to a three to five club. Just go to www.the3thewordto5club.com and contact us and let us know that you'd love an invitation to come and see how this works in community with other small business owners. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast was helpful, please subscribe by computer or phone or connect with us at www.the3to5club.com. Discover how you can get off the treadmill, make more money and find more meaning by contacting us at grow at 3to5club.com.